ดลเดย์รีดิโอราดิโอพอลวิทยุสถานเชื่อมราดิโอลจิสราดิโอกสพิรค่ะเดอะบริจ์รีดิโอ yeah when talking about intersectionality um, you also mentioned mentioned in your speech in um, in Bandung to Nord how this term has received also a lot of critique and and created a lot of discussion also in Germany so we were curious to hear uh, more about these critiques and um, and also what is your t- I mean you explained a bit of uh, like some about it now but like what's your take on it and in which way do you see this as a useful analytical tool in activist groups such as group that works about around migration struggles I mean yeah that's a that's a big question because <laughs> I think intersectionality how it is often conceptualized of course goes back to Kimberly Crenshaw right mm. um she's a legal um black feminist scholar yeah. in the field of legal theory and she was trying to understand um the how can i say she was trying to understand the voids mm. in the anti-discrimination law of the united states mm-hmm. and she was saying that migrant women racialized women black women are falling through the cracks when it comes to anti-discrimination because when it was about gender discrimination it was only a black uh, only about white women mm. and when it was about uh, race discrimination it was only about black men mm. so she was thinking of how can we think this double discrimination or this then intersecting discrimination mm. that black women and migrant women experience and then she delivered a metaphor to explain that and that metaphor was the intersection. Yeah. So she said imagine a street intersection where race, gender, class meet at the street. Like different you have different roads mm. and then they ha- are, are at the intersection. And what happens there? How can we understand discrimination from there? Now of course what Crenshaw was trying to do she was intervening into a legal context that's important to 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 name because first of all she was looking at this intersection in a very punctual way by yeah. saying okay what happens at this moment yeah and then there were other uh, feminists of color like Gloria Anzaldúa um and 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 other comrades who said well i live at this intersection This intersection is not just when these streets meet, mm-hmm. but for racialized women, migrant women, black women, this intersection is their life. Mm. So there was already a, a part of how Crenshaw tried to look at this in a very legal way. Mm-hmm. But she was also trying to look at it in a way that then she later she, she wrote a text in 1991 mapping the margins which showed that there's a structural intersectionality and a representational intersectionality and we just talked about the representational intersectionality yeah. when we talked about that black women when they're being killed or when they're experiencing state violence they don't even come into view yeah. very often no. right so yeah. the view is like centered around masculinity very often which is important i don't want to say that this is not important because we're talking about lies but the question is how can we broad the spectrum mm. So that nobody falls through the cracks, like Kimberly Crenshaw said. Now she turned, she coined the term intersectionality for her description, for her intervention. But of course, this critique of thinking 
multiple oppressions and mm. thinking how they intersect or how they interconnect yeah. is something that goes back mm. way, way back. Yeah. So in 1895, for example, Sojourner Truth, the black feminist abolitionist, said to white women who were organizing around voting rights, ain't I a woman? Yeah. At the same time, she said to black men who were struggling against enslavement, you also have to look at my experiences of slavery, of enslavement, because I do not want that we only concentrate on, ma on men in this emancipation struggle, mm -hmm. because then when this struggle is over, I will still be oppressed. Yeah. Now, that's a very important point, because these intersections, the, the critique that comes out of this is to say you cannot argue that racism or classism is the only issue. Yeah. And the other things are just besides. Mm. Because if you think, okay, if these issues are solved, the other issues still exist. And Sojourner Truth said that when she said, I don't want you to just concentrate on this, because when this then is solved, yeah. my oppression still exists. How can you say? It doesn't have to be only concentrated on intersectionality as the concept that Crenshaw coined, right? The term yeah. she coined. But more about how do we understand and how do we struggle together together for against these intersections and i think in movements what is important concerning this is not to get into an olympics of oppression uh -huh. not to have the fear that just because we talk about the intersection you're experiencing now my struggle is going to get out of you mm. right but you're not going to think about my difference anymore. I, as a black male, or I, as a black woman, mm -hmm. for example, I'm a cis black woman, that when we talk about violence against trans people, that I wouldn't say, okay, now you don't want to talk about the, the, the domination mm -hmm. I experience mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, to say, no, it's not about that. It's not about creating an Olympics of oppression or playing one oppression against the other. Mm -hmm. It's about to understand the systems we're up against how do they work and how sometimes do we also internalize the, the, the decisions yeah. they make mm. Mm -hmm. and i think within the movements to really bring these questions together and i think they're also really great examples where this is already being done you know because like i said these questions are not new yeah. of course they they have new obstacles but um, a lot of groups and a lot of networks were really trying to already think these questions together. And they were trying to create political programs mm. and political movements where these questions are at the center and not at the margin. Yeah. And that's where maybe intersectionality, not only as a term to understand experiences and identities, but like Angela Davis says, intersectionality of struggle is right. important, right? Yeah. How do we bring the struggle, the, the white leftist struggle together with the anti-racist struggle, together with the that's, feminist struggle, that's, together that's, with the ecological struggle? Uh, that was actually supposed to be our next question. <laughs> but uh, I, 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 it will be nice because we would have liked to ask you that question and at the same time like to use that but in order to connect with our audience also who we are trying to reach, who are mainly migrants, in order to be able to use that as as an example, you know, understanding intersectionality as Angela David did, give as an example, mm -hmm. as an intersectionality of struggles. What, how, how I understood it, or how I think it, this is really useful yeah. for current political movements 
is to think not only of intersectionality of experiences mm -hmm. and intersectionality of subjects, mm -hmm. but also to think in terms of intersectionality of struggles. Now, what does that mean? It could mean to bring together, through thinking from the intersection, the question of race, class, gender, but also, of course, sexuality, mm -hmm. but also the question, for example, of ecological justice, mm. struggles against environmental racism, mm -hmm. struggles for social justice, mm. struggles for political justice, right? Mm. And I think it is especially the refugee movement who has a great potential to do that. Why? Because they already work often mm -hmm. in, a in, a, in a certain way on intersection. If you struggle for the right to housing, mm -hmm. the right to education, mm -hmm. the right to move, mm -hmm. and against racism, and then also against gender oppression, there is already an intersectionality there. Yeah. And I think this intersectionality makes it possible for more people to join the struggle. Because, you know, with neoliberal uh, capitalism, even a lot of white poor folks they don't know how to pay their rents anymore. Mm. They need housing too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so to really say, if you are like engaged in a struggle that looks at the intersections, and I think that's where the refugee movement is really important yeah. because it already, the, the right to healthcare, mm -hmm. all these rights, they address various groups. Mm. And to think from the intersections of these rights and to think from the intersections of the struggle against these violences is so many groups can join. Yeah, exactly, because it's not just about um, bringing them together in a way that it then centers again, for example, the white citizen experience, right? Mm. But an intersectionality of struggles would mean also you start, your, you depart from the intersections. Mm. Yeah. So what would it look like if we de depart from the most vulnerable positions? Yeah. But I think the intersectionality of struggles allows us to place at the center the intersections and then go from there. Yeah. And how would our struggles look like? And I think it's part of the work that the movements and we who are in the movements also have to do in terms of um, asking the other questions, thinking mm -hmm. about what is missing and how can we like create the world we really want to live in without leaving anyone behind. Exactly. The Bridge Radio. The Bridge Radio.